All right, well, good morning and welcome everyone. Uh, everyone in the house, everyone out, out there in video land. Um, welcome to our 1030 service here at Ayers Christian Center Church, uh, where we're actually, uh, we're in a year of supernatural restoration, but uh, last week we started a, the teaching, uh, well, it's advertised as Renewing the Mind, but I changed the title to Renewing the Spirit of Your Mind. Um, for some obvious reasons, um, which we'll discuss here in a, in a little bit. All right? What's up, young fellow? <laughs> All right. Got another young fellow up here, up front here, dropping stuff. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's uh, get into this word today. How's everybody doing? Um, it's been a... It's been a uh, a busy week, uh, to say the least. Um, we had a good time yesterday with uh, I had it. Thanks, but I appreciate the assist uh, with the singles ministry as well as Higher Direction, which. Jason Miller here, out here visiting. He's the CEO of Higher Direction. So came out uh, together with uh, Tanya Bobbitt and also uh, James Sutton, you know, collaborated in, you know, not just the college, but also some adults getting some information on budgeting, some information on uh, credit and credit repair and some information on really just how to discover like uh, uh, not only like what's your best fit for a job. You know, Jason gave a testimony how, you know, he spent a lot of time doing stuff that he could do, but, you know, around here as we talk about wasn't necessarily best because it wasn't necessarily his niche, his fit. Um, and, you know, him and his uh, business partners come up with an algorithm to kind of do some questions, help you to discover actually what's your best fit, you know, and then, you know, assisting you how to maximize your potential through interviews, uh, what this business is, you know, just uh, commanding what you deserve as opposed to setting for less than your design. Um, so he did a good job with that yesterday. We appreciate him, you know. And he, you know, uh, I might not have his accuracy. You might have to help me. So Forbes said you guys are what? The top 200 best consulting management companies in the country. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, I'll share it, you know, so you wouldn't have to. But, but I, I thought that was powerful. But, you know, I just, I, you know, uh, I don't know the specific amount that they charge for services per person. But I know it's somewhere near the thousands, I guess. Uh, but he did it for everybody for free, you know. Um, so, so, just uh, always been a blessing to the kingdom. So, as he continues to elevate and do what God's purposed him to do, and so, stringers, <laughs> you know, Alabama in a house, you know, Alabama's doing some pretty good things in sports these days. I see. So, look, 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 look. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> right. So, uh, we appreciate you guys coming to hang out with us. And welcome, uh, visitors. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and you guys are online. 
So let's get into this. So I, I did all the pleasantries because, you know, when you start talking about renewing the spirit in your mind, renewing in your mind, um, especially when we start getting deep to the core, it really is a stretch. It's challenging. And, you know, because some of us, you know, uh, I was telling my wife this. We, was, we were uh, driving and we were just talking through some things. And I was just saying how, you know, even in the, so, so we're in the, we're sitting in the seminar and as Jason was just talking about, you know, you know, multitasking, doing some different things. Yeah, I know I multitask, but there's some things that I've been sitting on because I was like, ah, you know, me, I just like to have everything in place, you know, before, I, you know, I get stuff done. So I finished the book, but I got to get the website together, some other stuff together. That's how I wrote. Right. So that, that part is a stretch by itself. All right. That and the other books that I got to do. But then there's some other things probably nobody knows about that I've been sitting on. So they come to the house and they see some of the things that I've done at the house. And it's like, oh, especially you get James in any atmosphere where somebody has any gifting potential or anything. He's like, Pastor, you, you're, you're, what did you say? You're sitting on gifts, talent, money, something. He probably said all three. Right. And then my wife, of course, she's like, yeah, babe, I've been trying to tell you. But the Lord has been telling me, and then it was it's some, something else I've been working on. I've already done the logo, created the logo for it and everything. Um, I was just sitting on that. And so this morning, the Lord was like, yeah, well, as much as what you're sharing is stretching, everybody else is going to stretch you, for lack of better words, you're behind too. Um, and so I was telling her, you know, you start out in life, other people are controlling you. You know, parents, uh, you know, I mean, I, I thought Jason already knew, but I grew up with foster parents. So it was like double control um, because you're really not their kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're, they're, unintentionally, it might not be as mindful. So then you, you break out of that, you go to college, you let go of all the controls. Like, like you, even unnecessarily, like I ain't cleaning my room up just because I don't have to. It needs cleaning. But I just purposely just didn't clean my room up. I purposely didn't go to church because I could make the choice. Now, I'm not going, you know. But it didn't last long because if my default was get you behind up and go to church, go to chapel or whatever, you know. Uh, so, so I went here and there, right? Uh, and then there, there's, uh, um, I couldn't take it but so long I had my room. Just look at a mess. I just can't take it, you know. So, so then I had to do something. And so I was telling her, then you, you, people play you. Anybody ever take advantage of you, play you, break your heart? Yeah. Uh, just like four or five people. Man, this is a very unique audience. Um, uh, and then you figure out how not to let that happen. Now, the tough part is sometimes you're figuring out how not to let it happen, period. But sometimes you're dragging in the old situation into every situation. Like you're looking through those lenses, right? And so I, so I was just telling her, I said, you know, for me, like, just, you know, I had to cross over into really yielding to God. And it was really hard because we talked about this at the table. I'm, I'm cerebral. Like, I'm super cerebral. Like, I, I'm processing. I, I might be sitting there preaching and processing what we're going to do next year already. You know, like my... It's just how my mind works. You know, so, so when you see me allow things that may not be excellent or people may, 
be inconsistent or may not be as mindful of the things of God as some of us are, that's just me walking by faith. That's not me happy. You know, it's just walking by faith. I'm saying all this because I just want to let you know what's about to stretch you is stretching me too. Okay? So I gave everybody fair warning, right? Gave you enough time to really process through, get all the junk out your head. You know, you know how like you, you know, somebody say brace yourself, you know, so you could take the blow a little better. Brace yourself, you know, so I gave you a chance to brace yourself. So if the blow hits you, you know, uh, we were talking about a guy who used to play football on a basketball court. So I was coming down the court, but out of my peripheral, I saw him. But he was coming at me as a linebacker, not as a basketball player. So I caught him with my shoulder because, I, you know, I just, I, I braced myself. So I was able to withstand the impact. So brace yourself, right? Brace yourself. There's somebody on your court that's coming at you as a linebacker, but it's a basketball game, spiritual basketball game. So brace yourself so you can handle the impact, right? You know, so you're not, you know, knocked off course, okay? We good? Everybody ready? You're going to take some notes? Because you might want to study, study to, uh, to see if this is so for yourself. I know the scripture says that, you know, you, know, you might want to check this out. Let's go to Romans 8, right? Romans 8. We're talking about renewing of the spirit of mind. And just for foundational scriptures, because we have already talked about them, Romans 12.2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12.2. You know, after he says, present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, the least you can do. Romans 12.1. Romans 12.2. 12.2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Now, the interesting thing about being not conformed to this world, we got the lights on today so I could walk up here. All right. The interesting thing about not being conformed to the world, we, we even going to look, look at that different, you know, because... You can say that statement to everybody in the room, everybody's going to think something different. We're not conformed to the world. Okay, so I'm not going to smoke or drink. A very good thing, but it's not limited to that. You see what I'm saying? Because the world has a way of operating. Uh, we, uh, uh, where is he at? Is he around here somewhere? He was around here. Ed. Oh, there you go, Ed. Sorry about that. Sorry. He's so skinny, man. I couldn't see. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, so Ed was teaching this morning um, in our discipleship personality, and I'm going to need those three, the natural person, the worldly Christian, and the spiritual Christian. All right, but, but Ed was teaching on discipleship personality, and he was talking about changing our values from the, uh, the world's values to kingdom values. And so at the end, he asked anybody learn anything, and what stood out for me is sometimes our whole value is what the world says. So sometimes if we, get the, if we get the house, let's say we get the house, we, we done. We ain't talking to nobody. We ain't speaking to nobody. We ain't coming out to play. We got our house, right? For some people, it's their car. Some people, is their Air Ones, Air, I don't know what they are. I don't wear Nikes, but Air whatever, right? For some people, it's their job. Now, they're miserable on the job, but when they talk to the, when they get around, they can say, yeah, 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 you know, I'm uh, the corporate chief executive uh, uh, assistant VP of the, you know, and that's, as long as they can do that for the rest of their life, they're fine. Some people, they want a championship, you know, uh, they got trophies, they got a trophy case. Some people is, they're friends with someone that won a championship. 
or if someone's an actor or this, that, whatever, whatever your thing is. But all these things are world conformity. So I was saying this morning, like, you can have everything the world's offered. The Bible says, what profit a man to gain a whole world and lose his soul and still be empty? Because what quenches our thirst is fulfilling God's will for our lives. So you can quench thirst, not have what everybody has, and be fulfilled. Right? But depends on what's your, va- what's your value, right? All right, so, so Romans 12, 2, be not conformed, but be ye transformed. Now, the transforming part is what's going to stretch us a little bit. Because sometimes we're just working to even conform. Like, it took us ages to conform. You know, now, now God's going to show up with transform. Like, I just mastered conforming. Like, like, I'm somebody in this world, right? And so, but the scripture says, be not conformed to be transformed. That's an evolving word, right? It's an evolving. Transformation is an evolving word. It's the, it's conforming is I'm the top caterpillar in the world. In the forest, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm the man. You know, people like the way I move. You know, I'm a caterpillar, man. Look, you know, they like the way I shine. They, listen, nobody can be a caterpillar like me. But the reality is the truth, which means find the reality of that caterpillar is supposed to be a butterfly. It's not supposed to just be crawling in slow increments in a limited environment. It's supposed to have wings. It's supposed to fly. It's supposed to see way beyond what it's been exposed to. And its measure is not supposed to just be what's in that, on that tree. Because I said the forest is take forever for a caterpillar to get to a forest. You know what I'm saying? But it's supposed to be able to measure itself based on what's, what's way beyond that. Does that make sense? Right? All right, so, so transform. Now, we said, uh, so, so when we knew in the mind, we said... Uh, when we first start, you come, let's say you, today, you're going to hear something. You go, you know what? I hadn't even thought about that. Whoa, I never looked at it that way. That's why that's happening. Oh, my. Right? You know what that is? And then you might say, you know what? I'm going to change some things. I'm going to read the word more. Some of y'all may walk out and say you're going to read the word. Some of y'all may walk out and say you're going to read the word more. Some of y'all may walk out and say you're going to have to make sure y'all get that. All right? Some, sometimes they say, you know what? I need to be more consistent at church. You know, all God's done for me, I need to be at church every opportunity I can. Right? Some people may take Wednesday's message and be not ashamed of the gospel and go start sharing the gospel with everybody. Right? When we do that, we mentally assent to change. We agree to change. You may hear something in the message and say, I need to lose some weight. And you know what you're going to say? Tomorrow, to, you know what? I'm doing this tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm doing this. I'm tired of this. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm work out every day I can. Now, in that, in that point, when people see you like four weeks later and you still haven't worked out, <laughs> right, did you lie? No. You really were serious. Man, I'm about to work out every day. The challenge is you consciously decided to work out. Mm-hmm. But your default want them biscuits. 
right? Uh, again with the biscuits. You want me to pick what? Donuts? Brownies. Brownies. That's how we doing it. Cheesecake. Brownies and cheesecake. All right. It's hard for me. It's hard for me up here. I wanted to stay with the biscuits. So it seems like a lot of chocolate and a lot of sugar, but we'll go with the brownies and the cheesecake, okay? Right? So, 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 w- what didn't change when I agree? My, my default, my habit, what I do without thinking about it. You know, I'm going to be more organized. You know, you know what the issue is? I need to be more organized. You ever talk to somebody, man, you all over the place. You know what? You right, man. I need to be more organized. And the next day they do the same thing that they did that got on your nerves. And the next day after that and the next day after that. Because they mentally assented. Their def- your default don't change just because you mentally assent. I, you know, uh, please, please do not laugh. But when I, when I, when I was real little, because I, I, I was telling Jason this. So coming out of maybe the eighth grade, my, I, know, I remember my senior year, eighth grade, I was 4'11". And because I'm in a foster home, I don't like... Nothing they cook. So, I, so, so they would give me the food. They would leave the kitchen. I would take the food, put it in a napkin, and throw it in the garbage since I took out the garbage. And I don't know if they got hip, but somebody would take out the garbage before dinner. So now you had the brown paper bag with the, white, with the newspaper at the bottom. That's the sealer at the bottom, right? But the, the garbage is empty. So if I throw food in there, you can see if I threw away the food. Remember I told you I'm cerebral, right? So I still did it, put it in a napkin. I lift up the newspaper and put the food under the newspaper, which is stupid because now it's going to seep through the bottom. But I just needed to buy some time. But I wasn't eating the food. I said that to say I was a real skinny guy. Like, I was real skinny, and I'm, I'm, I'm eighth grade, I'm 4'11", going to, by my, 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 the end of my freshman year, I was 5'1". <laughs> I don't... I, I don't know what that was for, but okay. You know, now mind you, so y'all know, you know, because I ended up playing college basketball, but I love basketball. But imagine these years of playing basketball. I mean, you know, you put me in in a hole where I'd get the ball, I wouldn't even turn around. Because I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, what am I turning around for? Like, everybody's taller and this is what I'm thinking behind me, and they're just going to block my shot. So I just, you know, just throw it up, you know. I wasn't really like, and then I had this shot where I stepped like forward and shot it like way behind my head. I did, sometimes I would make it though. I don't know how. So now, <laughs> so now they're teaching me how to shoot, you know. So I learned how to shoot. Tony elbow reaching his neck, have, have your base, you know, you know, you know, just catch and shoot, right? So, but, but at first... That's not what I was doing. I was still sticking at, <laughs> like, you know, because it, it was hard. I had to break myself. It was Lou talked about that, right? Embrace the break. I had to break my old habits. So you know what I had to do? I had to shoot uh, basic under-the-rim shoot layups all day. You know, you know, I had this drill. Dribble with the outside hand, shoot with the inside hand. You know, dribble with the outside hand, shoot with the inside. Left right hand, left right hand. You know, drill over and over and over until... And I had to make a certain amount in a row. Shoot foul shots, I had to make a certain amount in a row. Like I couldn't, I had to at least make 50 in a row. At least. You know, um, 
But it got to a point, if, it's a, if it was a free shot, it's good. Because it's a habit. But I had to do it over and over and over until this day. I'm 60. It's a habit. It's, it's a, it, to this day. I, it's, it's, it's what, but, but again, if I'm working out, I do the ugly stuff. Over and over and over and over. Left hand, right hand, left hand, right. To this day, left hand, right hand. It doesn't make a difference. You know, the drills, the dribbling drills. You know, uh, cross over through your legs, behind the back spin. Cross over between your legs, behind the back spin. Over, over, and over, and over. So if I come down, cross over between legs, behind the back spin, it's just, it's a habit. Right? Like we talked about last week, it's like riding, it's like riding a bike. So now we come into the kingdom. And we're trying to live a kingdom life, change our values. But that's not our default. Our default is conformed to the world. So a lot of times we're trying to bring the world into a covenant life. Just like when you're single, you try to bring a single world into a covenant life. Like we come into the marriage and we, we, you know, we go, all right, like we bring our posse. Like all the people we was connected to, all the situations, you know, we don't vet them for the covenant. We just try to, we try to change the person to conform to the life we've been living, not try to change our life to, to, to harmonize with a covenant. We don't want to transform. We want them to conform, right? You know, some people, okay, this is how my family rolls. But the Bible says leave and cleave. We don't want to leave and cleave. We want them to leave and cleave, right? We good? You know, a little advanced uh, relationship boot camp for you, right? Right, so we always uh, uh, counsel couples, don't bring a single life into a covenant world. Fine, appreciate you enjoy that life. Now you're going into another life. And you can't bring, just like you can't bring everything through the terminal and airport, you can't bring that into a covenant. That's the very thing the adversary is going to use to destroy your covenant. All right, you got that so far? That's a little extra, you know, you know, just, just, you know, pumping up the relationship boot camp in April. All right, so Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8, right? We got a little baseline here. We good? Because we're going to get to what's been stopping us without us thinking about it. Without our permission. Shutting us down. What'd you say? Was it your daughter or your son said? I'm trying to do it. I just. Oh, it was the devotional, right? I said, Dad, try to read devotional. I can only do it for three days. That's it. Can't, 21? That seemed like forever. But, but she wants to read it for 21. Yeah. 21 days to develop a habit. Romans 8. All right, so verse 5, it says this. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they, for they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the carnally minded or fleshly minded is death. For to be carnally minded or fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, the spiritually minded or spiritually counseled, the word mind uh, within that word is uh, to be counseled by. So, so to be spiritually minded or spiritually counseled that's, that's a kingdom life. To be counseled by the flesh, feelings, uh, you know, uh, during our discipleship personality in our discipleship class, you know, uh, we have, well, put the natural person up there. 
Put the natural person up there. Natural person up there. No, not the ones I gave you last night, but the ones you already had. All right, okay, so he has somebody helping him back there. So it's okay. It wasn't your fault. You know, you was reflexing. So, so they'll, they'll, they'll put it up in a little while. But, you know, your, your, your feelings, your emotions, you, 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 got your, you got all these different things going on as a natural person. And it's, it's understandable if, if I feel this way, right? But see, when you're born again into this new life, you don't make decisions based on how you feel. Because now you're led by the spirit, right? You're counseled by the spirit, not by the flesh, right? Flesh is going to get you in trouble. Or flesh has gotten us in trouble. That's a probably better statement to make, right? All right, so, so they don't have to flesh your mind the things of the flesh. And what it means is that if I'm after the flesh, I'm led by human reasoning, right? See, when I'm this natural person, I'm just, all my decisions is by human reasoning. But we talked about where this reasoning came from, where it was introduced. And we read through uh, Genesis 3 where, well, in the book of Genesis, God, God put him in the garden. He said, bless it, keep it, take care of it. He says, all this is yours, just don't eat of these trees right here. And so Satan comes to trick Eve and said, oh, uh, God told you surely die. You ain't going to die. You're going to be like him. And, of course, he tempted her with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life because she saw that it was good for food, right? Right? You know, she said uh, uh, she, uh, uh, it was, uh, she had a desire for it to make one wise, right? Pleasant to eat. So she was tempted by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life, right? So she eats of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil. Before that, evil was not an option. So no one had to reason because it's all good. God says, I do. God says, I do. They walking with God in the cool of the day. God says, yeah, I think we want to make some trees over there. Cool. Speak that into existence. You know what? I think I need some different type of fruit out here. Good. Speak that into existence. Because I made you in my image and after my likeness, so I spoke the world into existence so you can take it from here. Right? And so, so, so now they're operating on, God says, okay, well, you know what? I don't think I want you over here. I need you to go over here. No, not a problem. You know, they're just rolling. But now once you eat of that tree, well, why I got to go over there? Well, why can't I go this way then? So now I have to reason if I want to be obedient. Before that, there was no reasoning. And, for, and, and the more we started to conform to this world, the more we were leaned on reasoning, not on obedience. Okay? So now when we hear God's word from the Garden of Eden, Eden the original response was, okay. Now it's maybe might. I don't know if I want to do that. You sure that's what? Nah, nah, nah. He ain't talking to me. Right? See, now I'm, I'm reasoning through. And, and we'll, we'll talk about what this reasoning calls. Because the Bible says the natural man, well, let's go 1 Corinthians, not that far from where we're at, 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2, because we're talking about this natural man. Did y'all find a natural person yet? See how you just have to just roll with it, be patient, you know, don't get upset. Even though you gave people advanced information. You know, you just got to just, you know, ain't about you. Right? 
Ain't about me, y'all saying. I know, I know what you're saying. You the one ain't got what you want. All right, so first first Corinthians 2:14. It says, For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Now remember, I said when you cross over to the kingdom life, you're led by the spirit, not by the flesh. But the natural man does not receive the things of the kingdom of God. Now, after the colon, it breaks it down. It says, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them or be intimate with them. It says, because they are spiritually discerned. Right? But he's not processing from his spirit. He's processing from his feelings. Right? And emotions. So, if it just doesn't line up. You know, it doesn't make, I can't, um, how can I say, I can't grasp this. You have to make natural sense to me before I do something. But we would never experience miracles if that was the case, right? I mean, Pastor Mel would have never come to Charlotte with $1,625 if that was the case. Who does that, right? Just me and her, you know, to start a church, right? Right, but it might have been foolishness to other people. So, so okay, so we don't want to be led by human reason or the natural mind. And, and, oh, he got the, they found it. So this is the natural person. We'll be talking about the, you know, the different parts of us, natural person, worldly Christian, and, of course, spiritual Christian. But the, the, the natural person, if you see down here, there's an opening, flesh opening. Satan has access. Close to God. Spirit is not even a consideration. You know, within the, the circle is the soul that has your mind, will, emotions. This doesn't have intellect and imagination, but that's included in your mind or in your soul, right? And then on the outside, which is the body or the flesh, you have sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch, right? So this, this is kind of how we're, we're made up of, you know? Uh, you know, the thing that's not included there is the spirit, you know, because you're locked out from God. See, and that natural man can't understand the things of God because it doesn't process things that, that doesn't soothe sight, sound, smell, touch, or taste, or the mind, will, and emotions, right? Our will, not God's will, right? And so, so, so again, this natural mind in turns enslaves, you know, our entire personality uh, by reducing it primarily to the world of senses and evil. So, so this natural person just enslaves all the, all the faculties of our design and reduces it to just feeling or evil. Now, evil are things that's outside of being obedient to God. So this mind that we have, this is our faculty of thought. This is the seat of our counsel. So we can either be spiritually counseled or we can be godly counsel. So a lot of times it represents uh, who we believe we are. Right? Who we believe we are takes place here. Right? You know, you go out. Uh, uh, me and Jay was talking because I didn't play high school basketball. And he said, so you, you, you play college basketball? I said, yeah. I, I actually did what I told the fellas I was going to do. I said, well, I'm going to go to a college and whatever college I'm going to go to, I'm playing for their team. Then I get to the college and they have an open gym and I found out one of the guys was the coaches. So I told one of the guys in the stands, I said, well, next game, I'm going to go in, I'm going to play against him. He's going to ask me to play for the team. So I went in, I played against him, he asked me to play for the team. Oh, y'all see them on video. When they did the video, uh, they found my coach, my wife found my coach, uh, Tiny Green, right? 
And, um, but that's actually how it played out. But the interesting thing is, I didn't know what I was doing. But a lot of times, I would perceive stuff and do it. See? Just, I believed it, right? Everything based on, based, based on belief, right? So that's why when we try to preserve, uh, uh, preserve, we talked about this last way, our perceived freedom. And I say perceived freedom because once we've locked into a certain way of thinking and operating, it's hard to receive new information because now we got to be humble. We got, sometimes we might realize we saw it wrong or we did it wrong or we could do it differently, right? But that's hard because we're, we could be so committed in the relationship, in the family, in the business, uh, in the job, what have you, or, or just in, in lying to everybody. You know, you know, some people have been lying for, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about the lie because you're going to get in trouble. I'm talking about your whole life is a lie. Like nobody really even really knows you, right? Because you've been lying. Right? You know, then when somebody, not, did, I thought you told me such and such. Oh, no, 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 no. Then you spin that, right? Right? But sometimes that's just been a default, right? And so that's why we fail to believe the Lord. Because we're, in, we're, we're, we're imprisoned in these strongholds of reason and that's excusing us from opening up to God's new information, right? And that's dangerous. And unless these strongholds, these reasons, these thoughts, or whatever, are destroyed, we'll never be truly free. So we gave you scripture last week, and I'll give it to you now because we're going to talk about it a lot. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting out all imaginations. Imagination takes place in your mind. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought. It didn't say some thoughts. Every thought in the captivity to the beings of Christ Jesus. So why are we choosing which one of our thoughts we want to yield to what God says? Because it says bring every thought in the captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Right? Every thought. Even if we, I figure this out. I'm good with this. I still got to offer that thought to God. Right? Yes. Mr. Mar said yes. Why don't I offer these thoughts? Reasons are, are keeping them uh, locked in my mind. Right? And if reason doesn't die, as we talked about last week, hustle will live. If reason doesn't die, hustle will live. Now, hustle, we know, we, uh, we know hustle. Hey, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey. We know people sold, stuff like that. Yeah, those were the obvious hustlers. Matter of fact, the adversary has hierarchies of de demon activity. In the hood, he got like his, his what are you, privates. He don't have no real, 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 real serious demons because people jumping into sin. No, no, no. Every level you go to God, there's another hierarchy of demonic activity after you. And we know the highest level disguises himself as an angel of light. So it doesn't look like it's supposed to look. And it takes discernment to recognize, oh, that's a, that's a devil right there. That person ain't. That ain't God. Amen. Sound good. Smell good. Comfortable. But that ain't God. Right? You see that? Do you see it? All right. So, <laughs> right, you know. And so, so, so we're going to have to go deep to get rid of some of these embedded defaults that's been challenging us. And so can you change your learned paradigm? 
right? You know, uh, like, you know, your, uh, uh, and I get it. Some of us just found the resting place uh, in, I was born this way. You know, we waited our whole life to, to, to excuse uh, the stretch or to change or to evolve. And then, you know, people start throwing out lines. In our culture, you, you can grab them like, like straws. Nobody's perfect. I was born this way. Uh, 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 well, you ain't all that either. You know, like, like you can, you, you, it's almost like candy, free, you know. Hey, hey, oh, oh, they're trying, they're trying to get you to grow up. Hey, take this one. <laughs> You'll get out of it. Hey, hey, this is your go-to. It's telling you it was born this way. Hey, that don't work. Nobody's perfect. They'll never be able to get around that one because you know what? Nobody's perfect, <laughs> right? Like we come up with these little things um, and, and just when we get this and we locked into this paradigm to excuse our compromise, here God comes with a man, woman, God, friend, video or something with a, with a, a truth and, and you can't duck it, like, you know, because you was chilling. You know, you, <laughs> you, you know, you was all happy, and bam, it's right in the chair. Oh, 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 like you don't know what to do now. Because now you're like, oh, oh, how the truth got in. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, obviously I'm older, so we had a show called Lost in Space. Um, I know they had a newer version a long time ago, but we had this, this robot, you know, He's like, danger, 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 Will, danger, right? And I think that's what's going on inside of us when the truth comes. You know, like, like, like your flash, every, is, is a, an alert goes off. Danger, 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 they're coming in, they're coming in, stop them. You know, because like we don't want, we think it's going to crush us, not release us. Even though the Bible says the truth is what frees you. I, I don't believe that. <laughs> You ain't getting me with no truth. Last time truth came to my house, it hurt bad. That would that ain't seem freeing to me. And so we we grab onto this, this, I was born this way. You know, but but God is offering supernatural transformation. And his response to I was born this way is you must be born again. Now, now, now. You must be born again is a response to a natural excuse of I'm born this way. With a supernatural response, you must be born again. Now, the natural person that we just saw up there don't understand that, can't receive that, and don't even want to process it. Because it just figured out how to justify and excuse what, what my feelings was telling me. I've just settled in. I'm just going to yield to my feelings. I can't control my feelings. Well, you know, I've been feeling this way for a long time. It's finally time for me to yield to the feelings. No, it's time for you to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That's why he says, Marvel not, you must be. Let's go to, let's go to John 3, because we've been talking about this spirit and flesh, but Jesus, knowing what was happening, when he, you know, he's preaching to everybody, right? And, you know, Nicodemus checks him out, 
And, and, and Nicodemus got hit, just like a lot of us do. Nicodemus is locked in on hustle. He's swindling all types of money from folk. But he hears somebody that's not really hustling and not really attacking him to sharing the truth. And so he kind of probably kind of came in overconfident, like, let me hear about this dude, man, they talking about. Oh, then the truth hit him. And see, once that truth get in, you going, you, you, now you, you don't know what to do now because you're seeing different. You're aware of something that you've had in your blind spot. And so the truth hits him, and let's look at this story here, John chapter 3. Uh, we're going to focus on 3 through 7, but let's start at verse 1 just so we have context, okay? John 3, 1. It says, uh, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So he's already in the top position where in the world he's, he's already accepted. He the man already. He paid. It says, the same came to Jesus by night. Because, see, I'm not going to mess up my worldly reputation to get a godly reputation. So I'm going to sneak and see you. <laughs> i catch you online, Pastor Keith. We can do one-on-one. You can call me, but, like, I'm not coming to the church with everybody. They might start asking me to come back next week. So, <laughs> that was sarcastic. I, I, I apologize, y'all. So the saying came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Now he's trying to like sweet talk him. He says, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. All right? He says, okay, so now I've already given you the status that you the man. Jesus answered and said unto him, he ain't even really like acknowledged, yeah, I came from God. What? What? He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you're trying to break down to me what you see. You can't see it because you ain't born again. Now, now Nicodemus hearing the word born again, the first thing born again triggered was his senses, his natural intellect, right? And Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? What is this dude talking about? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So now he's like, you're telling me something I need to do, but I don't necessarily need to receive it because this doesn't make logical sense. I'm standing in front of you. I'm already born. How am I going to be born again? I'm going to go through that natural process again, right? So Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, the natural process you're talking about, and of the spirit, the spiritual process I'm talking about, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then he said, let me break it down to you. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said, you, God sent you in this earth realm, you was born of the flesh, but you weren't supposed to stop there. You're supposed to continue on and transform. You weren't supposed to conform to just being born after the flesh. You're supposed to transform and be born after the Spirit because God sent you here on a mission. He didn't send you here to, 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 uh, to get submerged, you know, the last level of manipulation, the submergence. He didn't send you here for the second level, the contagion to go with the flow. He don't like the fact that you got caught up in the suggestibility, the first level of manipulation. He sent you here to change the world, not be changed by the world. Right? He says, so that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, marvel not, don't get it twisted. 
that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Right? So he, he even talked about if you're born of the flesh. So when you're born of the flesh, all your value, all your moves, all your counsel is flesh. You're going to respond to flesh. So you're not tripping that you don't feel like it. Right? You're not evil that you said you was going to do it and you didn't do it. You're just not respecting your design by not going further to find out why am I operating this way. And you're not respecting your design by if God requests something, you can do it. So I just need to find out how. But I can't just, what do you say to your kids? When they say, I can't do it. And I'm going to tell you what I've said to kids for years. You haven't done it. I can't do it. Is this your last day on earth? You about to take your last breath? As long as you ain't about to take your last breath and it ain't your last day, you haven't done it. You can do it. You can do it. Like, you can do it. <laughs> so, and I get it. Some of us are just learning there was a par- paradigm, you know, a model or a pattern of thinking. Now I'm being asked to be born again. And, 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 and when, when I'm asked to be born again, immediately what happens is our default kicks in, or should we say our reasoning. When I'm asked to be ch- transformed, our reasoning. When I'm asked to commit to the things of God, I'm reasoning. Oh, well, based on my schedule. But it's interesting, when you really want to enjoy yourself, your schedule is not an issue. But when you want to grow, your schedule's in a way. That might be a little sarcasm, but I think we needed a little sarcasm on that one. You know, because we need to have to think through these things. Like, there's so many things we do. Uh, This person may remember they said it, they may not. And if they do, they know I love them. I heard somebody say, oh, I got plenty of time. You know, you call me anytime. It's like, you do? (laughs) Well, if that's the case, I got some things I need you to do. (laughs) If, you, if, you, if, if, you, if you're not available. But we are available for something, aren't we? Yeah, I got, I got about four mm-hmms, right? See, but that's that, that's that old nature of reasoning going, well, no, you got you to gotta understand. God didn't know you were going to have children? God didn't know the children need to go to school? God didn't know the children didn't eat? Remember when you were struggling and you barely had enough? To feed everybody. Remember that? And remember how, man, you know, right, I'm on the grind right now, but God, you get me out of this situation. You know, whatever you need me to do. Well, God got you out. Went two, three years without a job. God got you out. Where you at? <laughs> oh, that was not nice. Okay, so how, how can a man... <laughs> So, so, how can a man be born when he is old? That was the question, right? To the natural senses. God's response is, with man it is impossible. But now with God, with God all things are possible. Now, 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 you're going to have to wrap your mind around that statement for the rest of this teaching. See, because the all things are possible is when you renew the spirit of your mind. If you don't renew your mind and the spirit of your mind, 
the only things that are possible are things that's already been possible. There's nothing I'm trying to do that hasn't already been done. You got to prove me this could be done. You got to give me the advanced information. But do you, man, maybe I'll do it one of these weeks. Give you all the testimonies of people who have done some impossible things. Actually, us being out here is an impossible thing. Came to a city, we, no roots, nothing. We, I never even been to Charlotte Airport before we moved here. I kid you not. And I've tried, I was traveling. I traveled with basketball. I traveled with ministry. I was at, I worked, worked for, went to a church for 18 years, worked there for 12. Never, for, never came to Charlotte for nothing. So God's going to tell you, you, you have no demographics. You ain't hanging out with nobody. You and your wife in a place where we're doing ministry already. Your Ohio State University football team, uh, Capital University. That's why I met that guy right there. Hey, you. That's why I met that guy right there, right, Capital University. Well, Jay, you was there, right? We had the basketball programs. We used to do basketball in ministry. You know, I had the 13-year uh, program I did with the kids, the basketball program, the heirs program, hooping, expressing in a royal rap session, right? I'm in a high school. That's why I met, uh, I saw him here, Ray. I met Ray at his high school when he was in high school, right? Uh, Centennial. I'll give Centennial some props out there, right? So I'm doing ministry. I mean, I, I'm speaking to realtors groups. I'm on boards. You know, I mean, I'm speaking to the, uh, what's, what's the NFL, NHL team? Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. I'm speaking to the Blue Jackets. I'm speaking to the arena teams. And God says, hey, so I want you guys to start a church in Charlotte. I ain't got no connections in Charlotte. So we started from scratch. Then we had to uh, be in a, we was in an apartment, had been in an apartment in 17 years. Right? Did, no, I couldn't, I can't, not, I can't, yo, what's up, Jay? Yeah, what you doing? Yeah, I'm doing ministry with the Buckeyes or I'm doing ministry. Yeah, ain't no doing ministry, nothing. I'm out here uh, uh, standing all day at raw stores uh, doing a part-time job, loss prevention. You know, uh, had to have a surgery. All that jump, all that leaving back in the day, had a surgery on my L5, standing all day. Didn't have no problems with it until I got that job. I guess I was supposed to meet Z. I met Z at the job, right? Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, this, this, is, this is not pretty. And we ain't got no money. $1,625. Then God says, you're going to start a church 10 months after you moved because we left 10, 10, 10 at the 10 a.m. service from Columbus. Can't make that stuff up. Number full circle. Then he said, you're going to, or I said, Lord, you brought us out here. We're doing a Bible study. We're at, uh, hold on. The address was uh, 206, 208, 208 Bronwyn, Bronwyn Street uh, off there at Ayersley. I said, Lord, how are we going to start a church? We can't. We gonna, how are we going to advertise? Come to Ayers Christian Center Church, 201 Broadway, apartment, uh, whatever our apartment number was. Who's coming? Ain't nobody coming to church. I mean, y'all came to the Bible study, but wasn't nobody coming to, like, the apartment for church? Because you, you start this and you get in your head, right? They got a church in the apartment? Or? How they set up the pews? Like, that could be one of them cults, you right? 
Todd's like, Lord, what are we going to do? He said, you're going to start the church 10, minutes, 10 months after. Then God had somebody send us unsolicited a check for $10,000. So that's how we, we paid our lease at a dance studio. All right? Then we were stacking up those chairs, uh, got a little tired, of, you know, because we had to wait till they finished their parties, you know, because, you know, dance studios have celebrations all the time. It was like... I was walking, I was, I, was, I was in the parking lot. I was like, Lord, so this is what, this is it? You brought us out here for this? I was like, we just going to stack up chairs, huh? I said, wow. Man, I just thought we was going to do a little more than that. And then we were taking people out to eat every week. Some of them people know we was going to the, the, the uh, all you can eat. Yeah. You know, whoever came, you know, it was cool when it was eight folk, you know. Then it started to be 10, 12, 15, you know. But we, t- we still took them out for a whole year. And I said, Lord, man, we want to take people out to eat, man. We could have we got us a building. He said, you take care. This is what God says. Now, now, the natural man is not going to understand this. God says, you take care of the people. I'll take care of the church. The next service, we had 27 people, which back then was a lot. I know we got people missing today, but I'm saying back then it was like, whoa, we got 27 people. Bang. And, you know, the sermon went good. And I'm human, so sermon goes good. It, to me, it's like packed house, you know. Hey, hey, anybody want to go out to eat? You know, figuring everybody don't want to go out to eat. Everybody say yes. So now we got to take 27 people out. But, but God told me something. If I would have led to my feelings, I, I meant... Um, the members. <laughs> you know, I changed it up real quick. You know, I didn't choke. We took the people out to eat. The next Monday, there was a check in our uh, P.O. box for $60,000. I got like 30 of those stories. You know, so that's why no matter how it looks, we believe God because God keeps doing stuff. As we speak, God is doing stuff that people don't even know about. We do, but people don't know about. Why? What? But it's, 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 it's impossible with man. Not with God. So, so if we don't change our default to be, have a born again mindset, we'll only make decisions based on the limits the world is offering us. We'll never see beyond limits. And we'll keep excusing ourselves from putting kingdom first because we'll, we, well, I can't do kingdom first because the world says I got to do this, take care of this first. So you remember when the prophet came and the guy says, well, well let me go take care of my dad first. See, I, see, I, w- I want to do this worldly stuff first. And the prophet said, well, I have nothing to do with you then. That was, his, that was his, Elijah's response. When Jesus was, 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 was grabbing people, follow me. Oh, right, let me go back and do this first. Man, let the, let the dead bury the dead. But do you understand what's happening right now? You're, you, had the opportunity, you, had the, you had the opportunity to follow someone that raises people from the dead. You see, we, we, we don't recognize our kingdom moments because our mind hasn't been renewed to that. So we, mustn't, we must challenge and change our embedded uh, or erroneous or flawed defaults, right? Reason. And, and, so, and so we watch how, uh, well, 
I took Jason out to eat, and I was I was talking about uh, panic rooms. Like people have panic rooms, you know. Every time they're being challenged to change, they go into the panic room on the inside, you know, or they create arguments, or they find work to do. You ever seen that one? You know, you know, you know the, 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 the anointing is flowing, the presence of God, people falling out like last week, right? People falling out all over the place, right? Right? You know, and they get up and, you know, the presence of God hitting them. Man, you know, they just, you know, get a little, get a testimony. You know, when, it, when the presence of God hit me, what I saw is what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, and I realized I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm all in with the kingdom. And then the next week they take another responsibility that's going to keep them from the kingdom. Do you think that they was lying that day? No. Default kicked in. See, 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 this is the scripture says, uh, this is an audible because um, we put the scriptures out for the people online. So uh, James says, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. So if a person that hears the word but doesn't do it is a person that sees themselves in a mirror. So they see, when, when they're in the presence of God, they see exactly what they're supposed to do. And they're sincere. They mentally assented to, I got it. But they said they go, that person goes his way or their way, not the way of what they're locked into. They don't meditate on that day and night, do all that's written therein so they can be prosperous and successful. They go their way and forget what man or man they were. Forget everything they saw in the presence of God. Everything they, they emotionally just cry. <laughs> go ahead and cry. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, that's all sincerity. They're not playing. They're not acting. They, haven't, they forgot the other part. Meditating day and night. You don't change old default by visiting moments of focus. You got to drill that thing over and over and over till you do it without thinking about it. Like, like, I actually won some games. I won a lot of games, a lot of clutch games. But you know what? I really didn't. I wasn't there. I did it out of default. All my body knew was catch and shoot. Like, it just wasn't, before I knew it, I shot. And there, the crowd, ah, you hear people in the stand, man, he cold, man, he cold, man. He, he got ice in his veins. Man, I wasn't even all the ice or none of that. I was thinking like everybody else was thinking. I hope I make this shot. But guess what? My default was, man, we, ain't gonna we don't have time for you. This is what we do. Catch and shoot. Not, before I could think, I did what my body was trained to do. What are you training yourself to do? What, is, what are you habitually doing? Do you know people are conforming to reality shows? What do I mean by conforming? Their lifestyle is mimicking the reality show. Their relationship was going just fine until they start watching the reality show. And they watch it over and over and over. So now this is their counsel. The Bible says, don't walk, don't, 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 what is it? What is it? Don't walk, don't walk in the counsel of the God. You're going to stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scornful, but your delight should be in the law of the Lord. And it says, and in this law doth he meditate day and night. So it's given the contrast of walking in ungodly counsel. 
And I know we think ungodly counsel is some type of devil worshiping center down the street or something. Yeah, I never go to stuff like that. No, the music you listen to. Oh, no, the commercials you listen to, the shows you listen to, it's all counseling you. It's, it's, it's geared for that. Yeah, when, when they want to determine what you buy, what you wear, and how you think. If they want to change a paradigm in this world, they just weave it into the show. Listen, I used to draw comics all day. So I read these comics left and right. The characters or the lifestyles that they're putting in comics did not exist. They weave that in while you're enjoying your superhero so they can change the way you think. And they're not going to leave it up to you. They're going to flash flood you. See, you can choose to meditate, but the world, if, if, you, if you, you hang out in the world, oh, we're not going to, that's all right, you don't have to meditate. Just be around us. We'll do the meditation for you. It's called flash flooding, subliminal messages. You get it over and over and over and over and over till you do it without thinking about it. You, you couldn't wait to see that movie, but you're going to get up and go get popcorn all of a sudden? Knowing your, your what's it, what it called, first take or first look or whatever, uh, with your 30-second first look, popcorn and coke, popcorn and coke, popcorn and coke, subliminal message. No, no, I'm not saying you actually saw popcorn and coke. It's a flash flood. They're giving you so much information in 30 seconds, you don't have time to mentally assent to it. Man, ain't nobody trying to meet your secretary. They're going right to the CEO. That's what subliminal messages do. It's the, I taught on it when I worked in, in corrections and youth. It's the whole purpose. It's, it's designed to bypass your conscious and go right to your subconscious. So all the media in the world is actually attacking your subconscious. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence take it by force. What it's saying, saying is the kingdom of, of darkness, I'm sorry, is, is coming after your heart violently. Trying to take it by force. Or you forcefully meditating on the word day and night and do all that's written therein. To change your heart. So it doesn't conform to what's flooding it without your permission. You see, that's like all of a sudden you feel different out of nowhere. Now you're indifferent with God. You, you, you honestly think that was out of nowhere? No, it was coming at you. What you absorbed and what you was around. Like super people hanging around kryptonite, expecting to fly. It just does not happen that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. This totally went totally different than I planned. <laughs> so, so, so this is the thing. So, a lot of times, like we haven't really been looking through spiritual eyes. You know, I remember in the, in the movie The Matrix, is, uh, Morpheus, which means new, was talking to ne- Mor- Morpheus, which means change, was talking to Neil, which means new, and he was telling him. He says, my, uh, Neil was saying, my eyes hurt. He said, that's because you haven't been using them. And a lot of times we, uh, we haven't been using our spiritual eyes. You know, and so, 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 you know, I've told this story a thousand times, but when, when they, I just started wearing glasses, it's been a year and a half now, getting closer to, uh, 
and didn't realize how early I wore them until you found pictures, but I wore them when I was a kid. But I remember going for an eye exam in college. I wasn't wearing glasses. And when the guy put the lens in for my left eye to see, the pain was excruciating. He says, you're supposed to wear a patch over your eye when you was a kid. He didn't do it. He said, uh, that was so you would not use your right eye and exercise the muscles in your left eye. He said, young man, you have sight in that eye. You just haven't exercised it. So when I put that lens in, it was like straining the muscle. That's why it was so painful. You were shocking the muscle that hasn't been used or stretched at all. And this is what's happening when truth comes. It's, it's, it's shocking that spiritual vision that we haven't been using. See, we haven't been looking through uh, our eyes or our spiritual eyes. We've been looking through our authorities, or should I say, reasons. See, see, this paradigm that we said we have to change, that's our worldview. And your worldview is, is one of the ways it's changed by repetitious information, repetitious, over and over and over and over again, meditate, authoritative voices, and your environment. So, so you become things. I got to do things from Newark, New Jersey because I was around it. And some things I didn't realize. When we first met, I was, we was at her apartment. I was talking to her. Y'all have heard this story. I was talking to her. So I talked to her for a little while. Then I go look out the window. And I come back, talk to her for a while, go look out the window. Then, then one of the times I was going, she's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just checking on my car. When it came out of my mouth, I said, Whoa. Like, I didn't realize my lifestyle was checking on my car to see if somebody was going to steal it. Because that's all I did most of my time. Well, my car got stolen four times in, 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 when I was in Jersey, right? So it was just like, I lived that way. I lived in a high rise, seventh floor. What was I going to do if I saw him? Like, by the time I got downstairs, it'd be gone. You know, but, but I used to always be in a high rise. And I don't, nobody ever said anything because we all were doing it. You just didn't park anywhere in Jersey. Oh, no, I can't park there. That's no, that's too secluded. Your car's gone. It's not if it will be gone. It's gone. I did it one time. I, no, it wasn't a test. I, I got home late. I, I didn't want to park my car there. Last parking spot, East Orange, New Jersey. Come out the next day, car's gone, gone. Only had it for three weeks. Well, I'm saying that how you develop habits because you're in certain environments. I used to uh, buy stuff for, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Was nobody around? Just me by myself? I said, whoa, I got to back off. She might, you know, think it's always going to be like that, try to take advantage of me. She wasn't taking advantage of me. Didn't even look like she was trying to take advantage of me. I'm not playing off of her. I'm playing off of the, my worldview. God had to interrupt spiritually and go, how can your wife take advantage of you? It's like you taking advantage of yourself, stupid. He didn't say stupid. I added that. You know, and I was like, wow, I never looked at it that way. Right? Changed my whole way of looking at things. That's why I take care of her. Because I win. <laughs> no matter what. Can't lose by... Sown in a good ground, 
I, just, I reap a harvest. I always get later and greater what I sow into anyway, even when I sold the wrong things. Sold impatience, I got a... I ain't getting no impatient look like I gave her. <laughs> Did I? Right? Because here you, so, so I'm saying, I'm saying we got to change these, challenge these worldviews, right? And I know when, when anytime, because when you hear changing reasoning, we start to lean to our natural understanding of what reasoning is to us. We think reasoning is our help. Well, if I get rid of reason, then what am I going to do? How am I going to see? Through the eyes of revelation? Through the Holy Spirit? Do you understand the Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God? The, the Bible actually says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. You scared to listen to them. You think your ability to control the outcome is more powerful than the Holy Spirit. Like, you, you're, not, you, you're not even inquiring of the Holy Spirit. It's how you feel. And that's dangerous because now when you start to come into an environment of supernatural restoration, that's the vision for this year, and God tries to get you truth, these defaults start to push, push back. Like, reason starts to tell you, we was in class, uh, spiritual authority class, Saturdays at 7 a.m., it's not the spiritual authority class. It's the Bible school. We're on spiritual authority right now. Well, we were talking about reasoning in the class because you, you, you can't embrace authority. Okay, you can't have authority until you submit to authority. So you can't bind and loose. Whatsoever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Loose on earth shall be loose in heaven if you ain't got no authority. So sickness come to your house. Sickness come in your house and just walk in. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I'm going to take this bed over. No, that's my bed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to be laying in this bed. And, yeah, and making you sick. Yeah, all the time. No, 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 but it's my bed. Man, shut up. Now, 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 if I told you that and I walked into your house and I said, I'm taking your bed, and you say it's yours, and I go, no, I'm sleeping in that bed, and I'm going to make you sick, and I say, shut up. Now, as soon as you heard that, how are some of you thinking? Some of y'all are please. <laughs> if you took two steps in my house, that would have been a miracle. That's what some of you thinking, right? And it's so interesting how you're so, you have so much heart. You're so tough. But all these demons been running and running ramshot in your house. Debt, sickness and disease, fear, anger, lust. We're just walking up in the crib. And then you try to I cast you out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Right? Because you don't just get authority because you are older or because you're wiser or because you know more scripture. You get authority because you're submitting to authority. But the adversary has to advance, know that, I don't need them submitting to authority because I can't run rapid in their lives. So I have to have their reasoning look at authority different. I have to have them thinking authority is somebody controlling them and enslaving them. And then I got to give them philosophies. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. 
Ain't nobody tell them. Ain't nobody tell me what to do. People telling you what to do all the time. No, I ain't. How you, how you getting debt? You told yourself to get in debt? Why are you mad right now? Why are you mad before you came to church? You told yourself to be mad? Why'd you lie this week? No, no, explain to me. Don't, let's talk. Why'd you lie this week? See, somebody telling you what to do. For the rest of our lives, somebody's going to be telling us what to do. We just wanted to be the Holy Spirit. Because he's going to lead us into God's will. He can't help it. There's no guarantee that all that other information is going to lead us into God's will. We've proven that. I ain't the only one at 60. We are, some of us done proven all that other information, that counsel has not led us into God's will. We, we ain't seen God's will as far as we can throw. All right, so, so, so challenge yourself to, to, to allow uh, God to, to renew the spirit of your mind. You know, I didn't give you scripture, Ephesians 4.23. You know, it says be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in your default, in your subconscious, right? And don't allow the flesh to keep dragging reason along. Remember I said you can't bring a single life into a covenant world, right? Well, you can't bring a flesh life into a spiritual world. We can't allow the flesh to keep dragging reasoning and excuse, justification. Listen, some of us have done some dumb things. I'm, I'm, I'm top to the list. I've done some real dumb things. You know what? You know the difference between me and the other people? Cut my losses, repent it, move on. It's dumb. And I can talk about it. See, I don't have my business that I'm not getting paid for. But some of us got my business. Uh, hey, 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 girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Whoa, what you doing? That's between me and us. Otherwise interpreted, I don't need no accountability, responsibility because somebody might hit me with the truth and I have to change. Just keep it in this space right here. I'm in control in this space. I can still be a child in this space. Now I'm going, I'm going to puff my chest up like I'm tough, but I'm really a child. You don't know I'm a child because I overtalk you, overwhelm you. So now you're just going to go with what I'm saying. And then what I'm going to do is just keep it in the space because I, I, I don't want no other information. What are we doing? Why are we doing that? You do want the truth to change. I mean, it, listen, there is nothing. No, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common, common to man. God is faithful with the temptation to make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What that says is all the tests and trials and temptations, we all probably don't winter. So what, you, what the adversary is like, you better not say, that's embarrassing. If they find out you did that, oh, no, no, listen, you, you want to be a part of the church family? No, 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 no. They, stop. Are we serious right now? The Bible says you overcome them by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You're going to free somebody else that's trying to break free too. You're going to find out somebody that's broken free. Do you understand that this is not being insensitive? But, oh, uh, from all the people watching to all the people in here, whether it's abortions, whether it's 
uh, crazy lustful things, whether it's uh, abuse, uh, molestation, not being insensitive. We live in this, this world. This world where, you, where most people come in, they're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Like the scripture says, in sin did my mother conceive me. That's why God said, oh, marvel not, you must be born again. Because if not, we're all capable of doing some erroneous, evil things. All of us. Because if you feed the flesh, the flesh will do stuff that you would never do. Flesh has done stuff that some of us would, thought we would never do. You're, you're, listen, that's not putting nobody down. What that's saying is, hey, equal playing field. Right? We can walk in exposure. No, no, but that, no, 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 not that. No, I don't, no, no, nobody. I don't think nobody's ever done that. No, no, no. They did it. That too. And that one. Right? I'm not saying just walk around, you know, jump up on this, 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 this podium and, and strip down. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is allow the Holy Spirit to lead you into a place where he could use your mishaps and stuff. Uh, and, and now the adversary, what do you say? What's the line, Ms. Lamar? Um, kill the power of a secret? Is that what you say? Oh, my bad. She says kill the power of a secret, but what's, what's, what's yours about the secret? The strength of uh, sin and secrecy. Oh, the strength of sin and secrecy. That's it. My bad. I got you over there. Pastor Mel's. The first one was Pastor Melanie's. It's because people online, y'all not here. Second one was Minister Lamar's. All right? I, I like to give honor to the source, so that's just how I roll. All right? So, so, so again, let, let's shut all this stuff down because th- these secrets, these things that these, and we have a message coming up later this year on unrepentant sin, like this, this stuff that we're not repenting for, right, is the thing that the adversary is using to accuse us and keep us from getting where God wants us to go, right? So now we, we're, we, we're, we're stuck, like we, we're anchored, we're shackled, right? And God wants us free, right? Wants us free, right? So uh, let's stand on your feet. That's that's all. I just...